0: This is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. We are now on our 33rd episode, and if you are jumping in, I highly recommend you start at the beginning so you can hear Mary's complete journey as a recovering hoarder. We are so grateful for your comments, likes, reviews, and for subscribing to our show. Please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com. A place that pairs digital creators, like me, with people who want to support them. Maybe someone like you. Last time, we caught up after several months between recording sessions and heard that Mary no longer had an out-of-control need to keep things. In today's conversation, we talk about how Mary has been learning, along with her preschoolers, how to transition and make better decisions. Key skills she's never learned before. Hi Mary. Hello. (laughs) We have not talked for ages and I'm really curious to get back up to date with you. We text every now and then and you tell me that you're fiercely doing this or you're having a frustration with getting your truck to yourself and whatnot so I know that there's been some activity but we need to get caught up and I don't even know where you want to start and I never do so I'm just (laughs) gonna say what's going on what what has happened in the in the while since we have been updated?
1: Well, um, the new Mary, new Mary, the new Mary is, um, emerging. Oh. <laughs> and, um, that's exciting to hear. Who's, what's the new Mary like? The new Mary is trying to be more, um, obedient, I guess. And I'll explain that, um, When you know you need to be somewhere, but you want to throw one more load of laundry in before leaving, or you want to do that last thing, that would be considered disobedient. That would be what I've done all my life. Hmm. And um, I took this job, and I I can't remember what we've talked about, so I'm just going to talk about this. It was a before school and after school program. And it Required me to be there for an hour and a half early in the morning from 7 to 8.30 and from about 3 to 6 in the evening. Split shift drove me absolutely Mm -hmm. insane. And what was interesting about taking this job is that it forced me to have like bookends of my day and be cognizant of the time. And someone like me likes to free flow and you can't do that when you have to be at work at 3 o'clock and look presentable. <laughs> <laughs> and what was really kind of funny about this whole thing is these are preschoolers and you're teaching them transitions. Mm. So they're, you know, playing with the toys and it's time to go have their snacks and um, uh, all of a sudden you have to have them put their toys away. I was learning transitions Something that I don't think I was capable of learning up until now, just because of the way my brain's been wired, and it takes a lot of concentration for me to do that. But the reason why I bring that up is, um, it's kind of like the key to all that goes wrong with Mary is disobedience. I mean... Saving plastic containers, in a way, is disobedient because why are you saving these? These are meant for trash. Unless you have a real use for them, like let's say I was an artist and I needed something to store paints in or something. And a lot of what I was doing for many years was doing it my way and embracing my way. And it didn't matter that it was hurting other people or... Um, you know, I even got to a point where um, I would do things that would normally embarrass me just to get used to feeling that way and get over it. Hmm. So there's a kind of, a, like, that would be, an example of that would be picking up trash. Because, in general, you look weird picking up trash. So, um, I'm kind of undoing a lot of things I did that in that arena was supporting my bad decisions. (laughs) And where this is coming from is I started really thinking about it while working at this job, realizing that I need to learn more than these preschoolers transition. (laughs) And, you know, um, just discipline. And what does that mean, and why have I run from it? all my life Mm. and it's it's good for you there's a reason for it and uh I started taking some online courses for people who have ADD and they were just giving some suggestions some things that I had come up with on my own but I had to recognize that obviously I wasn't doing them so there's this kind of pride where you're like well I thought of that so why did I pay money to hear Mm. them say that no you may have thought of it, but you didn't follow through, and maybe these people who are leaders can help you. I would say I'm restructuring. Hmm, that's a good word.
0: I have to say that the word disobedience and obedience kind of... Seem odd? I don't... It, it's bristling to me, but well, um, I I get...
1: I think I get what you're... I'm looking I mean, at like, the, Who are you
0: being disobedient uh, I'm to? I'm looking at the
1: bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And... Um, It was kind of odd. I was trying to get out the door to go visit a friend who's moved two hours away. And I um, grew up with her. She was my next-door neighbor, and I knew her parents well who've passed away. And um, I didn't know them enough. Like, I didn't hang out with them day in and day out, but I knew them from being, you know, neighbors. And I was trying to get ready to go see her, but there's this anxiety I have when I know it's a two-hour drive. And it, it it kind of, well, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do this. I don't know what it is, but this, just this panic I have when I'm trying to get out the door. And I have that panic for most everything, but it's even, it's like depends upon how obscure the task is on how much panic. And since it's a two-hour drive, do I have enough gas, you know, is the dog going to be okay? I start worrying about crazy things. Mm-hmm. And while I was getting ready, it was, and, and knowing that I was already a half hour late, I was supposed to be on the road, I could almost hear her dad saying, you were you're late, we're late, um, uh, you were late 20 minutes ago, or, and it was so weird, because I never thought of him that way. Hmm. It was almost like I was channeling her dad, and it was because I'm going to go see her, his daughter, you know, be respectful. Turned out perfect. I got there at the perfect time. But that's just, you know, lucky. But I would say we are all interconnected. And um, doing things that are not good for you is also bad for humanity. Mm -hmm. And when I was shopping and spending money foolishly, I was hurting people regardless if they ever knew it. Whoever gave me the money, whoever was supporting me, whoever I um, worked for, whatever it is, it was Mm -hmm. was squandering. Mm -hmm. And so I would call that disobedience. Okay. And that's where that comes from. And it's about right order. And... I've lived in wrong order for so long, it's taken me a long time to even recognize there is such a thing as right order. And the wrong order is do whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like. Who cares what anyone thinks? It's the complete opposite. And I'm not saying you should worry about what everyone thinks. But there is an order that helps you get through the day and be productive. And if you don't resist it, you can actually be productive. Mm And a lot of what I was doing was resisting um, any rules or laws, resisting anything that I didn't think applied to me because I'm different. Mm -hmm. It's just this perpetual Mm -hmm. thing. And so I've tapped into this. And I remember as a kid thinking, you know, I should probably go into the military because I need a lot of discipline. I thought of that. They'd kick me out. I had nothing to offer. They would never have even allowed me in. But... I I saw it as a way to um get control of my I I've always been a very emotional person and very kind of all over the place kind of person and just to have some kind of control would be good. So age 49 I'm gaining that control <laughs> finally. <laughs> and this class has been the Well, it's been helpful and a lot of it is is it's lessons in humility, because a lot of the things she 's telling me I already know, and it makes me mad because I know that mm-hmm. Some of it might even um, resemble something you learned for the um, Franklin planner mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff it 's stuff that we 've learned, but there 's a reason why it works, and what usually derails me is um not being disciplined i don 't want to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the, the reason I'm bringing that up is, um, okay, so you have to think in terms of the arena that a person is living in, and the arena that I lived in was, I don't fit in this world, I don't belong in this world, I'm um, misunderstood, um, I beat to my own drum, um, I, I can do whatever I want, Rules don't apply to me what most people would say is enough I can go beyond that it's it's kind of like you have to think in in like a Milton Bradley game what are the rules in that game and I was I was making up the rules as I went along and as I've been healing and um, getting closer to reality I'd say I'm recognizing that those rules were hurting me they weren't helping me they were perpetuating me down this road, which actually became almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. If someone gave me a hard time for how much stuff I had in the past, it would be a way of saying, see, I don't belong in this world. When in actuality, they're probably right. I had too much stuff. But it was my excuse to close myself Mm. off from that person. Mm -hmm. And now I'm really craving community, I'm craving to get to know people, and I'm trying to uh, get rid of these barriers that keep me from people. And what are these barriers but stuff I've built? (laughs) Silly me. And I need the tools to let them go. I know I could call anyone up and say, haul this stuff away, and they could haul it away, and I could maybe even handle it at this point. But I think there are still lessons learned in this as I'm going through stuff and getting rid of it. And I also fear that those lessons I don't learn will haunt me later. Mm. I need to go through them all. Mm. Wow.
0: That is really... um, That's really intriguing, what you're going through and what what you're identifying. Uh, I find it just... Yeah, that's fascinating to me. And it makes me... Uh, I'm okay now. Not that it matters, but the disobedience, <laughs> obedience felt like a judgment word. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. does right path, wrong way, whatever mm-hmm. you said, those feel mm-hmm. like judgment, which we are trying to not have mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't sound like you're beating yourself up about being disobedient or obedient. It could be or considered
1: best practices, you yeah, know, that, that kind of a, thing. Like people have gone down this road. This is what we've learned mm-hmm. as, a, as a group what have we figured out mm-hmm. you know you drown when you get underwater and and don't come up for air that's kind of a rule right mm-hmm. so it, it it's kind of like why am i trying to make these what is the purpose of all these breaking of the rules anyway you know just to get me further down the wrong path
0: mm-hmm. so so you don't want to just call someone up and haul it away that's right. admirable um Because it it seems like that would be a shortcut, Mm -hmm. like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So what are you learning now as you're, you're, because I know you're getting rid of stuff, Mm -hmm. because that's the the bit that we've been in touch with, is um, that you're trying to use the the pickup. Right. um, Have it to yourself, for crying (laughs) out loud, (laughs) to get rid of some stuff. So what's been going
1: on with that, and what are you learning as you're taking down the barriers. I got two things. Um, one, I want to clarify that anyone who wants to call someone up and have them haul it away. So be it. I think for me, for my particular situation, and I would say for someone who is a true, true hoarder, there's, um, there's information in this. hmm And I had this conversation with a friend. She was telling me about the hoarder show that she watched and someone had some mansion maybe even a castle size mansion packed with stuff and lost her husband and i might have the complete story wrong but it's something along this line and the people who bought the house were so compassionate that they were like even though they pretty much owned everything now were letting you know letting her go and pick through what she wanted and she couldn't she wanted it all And then they fast-forward to her living in a car, which is packed. And I'm like, of course. It hasn't been resolved. Mm -hmm. And to have someone come and take your stuff, what you're missing out is the unraveling of the onion. In fact, they're throwing out the onion. And I would say that for every item, at least for me, that I've saved is representative of love I was looking for. Mm. So it's kind of like each time I'm letting go of stuff I'm saying I don't need this anymore. I'm I'm okay. Um I'm not going to fall apart when I let this go. And I'm I'm building my muscle for decision making and trusting in my decision making. Mm-hmm. Mm, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and if you think about it when I was being um, like in my own world making my own rules I was actually avoiding decision making
0: mm-hmm.
1: and second thing that I'd like to talk about is dismantling my little um, uh, what would you call it, monuments a good example is if you recall, when you are down in my basement room, which is actually a, a bedroom turned into a walk-in closet, which you could barely walk in. Yes. Um, I was so proud of one of these little monstrosities that I've made. And what it was, I'll explain it, is two big tower shelves with one of those metal shelves that you see in a closet that has little slots hanging across that you could hang clothes on. I made myself a a closet. Mm-hmm. So proud. I think it's been like that for six years. And I used it in different capacities, um, but always it was one of these rules that that was going to stay until the room's empty. It was just a given. And... My husband went out of town, and I was spinning my wheels. There's something about the freedom of making a mess that almost takes over any progress I'm going to make because I get to make a mess, and I don't need to clean it up. And that is my old self. Just, oh, I want to do this. Now I feel like doing that. Um, Now I feel like doing this. No discipline. No cleaning up. No transitions. Mm. No finishing what you started. Hmm. all these things that i never learned or for lot let myself learn and um it was like the day before he was coming home and i'm like holy crap i haven't got a dang thing done i need to have something to show i've made some progress something that i could do and the criteria is something i can't do when he's home
0: mm-hmm.
1: because he'll go insane and one of the things is I had this dresser that was in his office that I had given him that was kind of in my mind, in my rules. Um, they'll, well, it'll move down to that bedroom once it's a bedroom. And um, it just hit me. No. That's a crazy rule. My husband needs his office. And who knows when that's going to happen where that room is empty. In this rate of what you're doing, spinning your wheels, it'll never happen. You need that dresser down there now, and maybe it'll be enough to, uh, what's the word, upset the apple cart. Mm-hmm. Everything that I have is in a rule, and this will break the rules. Mm-hmm. So I forced myself to do it, and I went downstairs, and I thought about where I would put it. I was trying to imagine the room without it in it, which I couldn't because it's so cluttered, I just and it's like you'd think okay get rid of the clutter and then you can obviously we've established that's a stuck point for me so i visualize a second place i would put it like if i don't if i can't quite get it where it should go and came up with that and realized regardless of what i do i have to dismantle dismantle this closet that i made and it's like i almost needed want something one step more important than my rule to break my rule. And if it weren't for that, I never would have done it. So I took apart this monstrosity. Mm. And as I was taking it apart, I'm like, this is brilliant. Because this is breaking it up. This is not business as usual. This is saying, I'm done with this silliness. Mm. And I took it apart and I couldn't wait. I'm getting chills as I'm saying this. I couldn't wait to get the shelves up and on, you know, out the door. Mm -hmm. and um, racks, now granted I brought racks up and then brought them down again, then racks up and brought, I was fighting myself, depending upon how much clothing I wanted to deal with while he was gone. So anyway, I got the dresser down, put it down, realized it looked terrible there, (laughs) (laughs) and had to move stuff several times, and just that, have you ever had a garage sale where at the end you think, I'm never going to do this again? That was the kind of where I was at. I'm I'm so ready to divorce myself that I was like, I'm never, ever doing this kind of crap again. This is ridiculous. And it was almost like my ridiculousness was in my face, and I can't blame anyone else for it but me. And I got the dresser down there, and I um, made it cute. And then the, rule, the next rule was to get everything out of tubs. Nothing can be in tubs that I'm focused on because... I can't walk up, try on a pair of pants, decide I like them or not, wear them, or put them in the Goodwill pile if I have to open them up in a, in a tub. So I'm trying to make a free-flowing kind of conveyor belt order hmm. of um, what's going to work here. Um, and it's been working. So I go up, I'll say, I need a t-shirt, and I need it now for this purpose, and I go down and pick from these t-shirts of a million that I have and say, do any of these work? And somehow knowing what I need them for helps me get those beer goggles off and quit saying, well, I could wear this for that. It's clear. No. This one's ugly on you, or you have six of these, or whatever. So I've paved the way for actual progress, and it's been working. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so I've conquered that. So He's you emptied out every tub? I emptied out every tub. And, okay, so what started this is my plan was to go through all my T-shirts. Well, there's this OCD in me where I want all T-shirts together. So that derailed me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there is this problem. I had the same problem shopping. You go shopping, and you see something, and then you want to shop the entire store to see if there's anything better. Mm -hmm. What's dangerous in that is you probably buy the entire store instead of just the better item, at least for me. What I've learned is I go in, if it's good enough, you buy it, and you get the heck out Mm -hmm. before it's too late.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the person that has to go and shop and make sure. But you also don't have the compulsive buying that I I, I have. No, I don't. (laughs) And so um, I I oftentimes end up with that same one. um,
1: Right. But at least you know. And I I, I I I recognize what that's for, but I can't be trusted with that. Right, right. because I will just buy them all. Mm.
0: That's a great thing to know about yourself. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. And um, I would say
0: that... um, so you can go down and look at a T-shirt, not yep. have to look at all the T-shirts right. that you have. You right. can just look at this pile. Right, it's worth.
1: And if I was to describe how many piles of T-shirts I have, I would say this is probably what is that, a foot mm-hmm. high. I have about four feet of T-shirts. That's not horrible, but I have four feet of everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And um, that's been my that's been my focus is um, summer clothing. Um, things that are in season and my my hope is to dwindle it down to just one or two t-shirts one or two well tank tops are different because you can wear them under anything but i'm just trying to dwindle it down mm-hmm. and um so it, you look through the piles you find the one you want to wear you notice what six eight you want to get rid of mm-hmm. one two no i've been 10, going 12, for about, like I, what? I have enough um stamina to try on probably six to ten shirts, and then I try to pick from those. Okay, and usually they're stacked in a style, so I can say, "Of this kind of style of T-shirt, why do I keep them? Do they make me look good? Um, are they for working out? Are they for digging around in the garage?" Um, you also, I have to also do a se- uh, s- segue here. It wasn't until recently. So, okay, since I didn't want to be out in public. (laughs) This is what's so odd. So I shut down for many years where I wouldn't um, want to be out in public, but yet I had all these great clothes. Hmm. And so there was this old self that liked to dress up and look nice, and then there's this person who's just struggling to make it through the day. And so I would wear the same stuff... I would rotate the same stuff over and over again. a lot of it was out of just sheer, um, what's the word, Um, inability to think. Mm -hmm. It's sheer desperateness. Now I'm to the point where I'm seeing enough people and doing enough stuff and wanting to look nice for them, that it's not just for intentional I'm going to lunch with so-and-so. I actually want to look nice when I'm going to go get a coffee. That's so not me mm. for the longest time. Used to be. Mm-hmm. And I used to equate that with being vain. Mm-hmm. And now I'm recognizing it's out of respect for others. It's, it's in respect for my husband. He doesn't have to see me look like crap all the time. And when I mean crap, I would wear, you know, stuff that you can lounge around in the house. i come home, immediately put on something comfortable. Well, Why can't that comfortable still be cute? It's always this save it for an important day. Mm-hmm. You know, save the the um, the china for your tea party. When are you gonna have the tea party, you gotta use them now. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is part of the reason why I couldn't decide on the clothing is because it was always for some day. When's that someday gonna happen? So now it's would you wear this today? Would you feel comfortable wearing this to jute? That's my big thing. Will you wear this to an Nevada company where they all look fabulous? No, Well, then get rid of it. Why mm-hmm. do you have this? And uh, uh, for some reason, the key time for me to do that is when I'm literally going to go out the door, mm-hmm. and so I put it on the pile. So I have a pile, about well, this big downstairs, which I would would be two or three feet high, and I have some upstairs that I'm collecting. And, uh, I, I kind of have this visual of, I, I think I need maybe two or more feet and then I'll box them up and get rid of them. But my visual is to use the bed downstairs as my collection point for Goodwill. And when it gets to be a heap, I put it in a box and get rid of it. And that's my goal Hmm. right now. There's so much going on. I can't even keep track right now. This is just a... This This is is just stuff I can talk about. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because, okay, it's making decisions, Mm -hmm. which you said you've been unable to make. Mm -hmm. It's doing something in just like a small little chunk and not needing four days to shut down your life and go through things. Um, Right. I'm, like I said, I lost track, but those two alone... Putting stuff away... Um,
1: and then, yeah, getting, getting, being willing to get rid of it. Well, and, but orderly, um, honoring the item and, and, and I'm not just spewing things around. I mean, I've always been kind of neat, mhm but there is this, this messiness that comes along with people who suffer from ADD. It's just kind of like going with the flow. And I'm learning how to transition without losing the flow, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. used to be all or none. Yeah, yeah. Definitely that's a big change.
0: Mm-hmm. Yay for preschool, huh? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um. So you're dressing nicer. Mm-hmm. I hope some of that is for
1: yourself, too. It, it is. And I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm doing it for others. It, it is for myself because it helps. It I feel better. And there's a fine line because there was a time when I was trying to break out of the dressing mm-hmm. nice so I could feel something else, feel more confident. Right. And so there's 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 a valid... Validity to both sides. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And being able to walk out of the house with no makeup and be okay. Yeah. I've conquered that. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to walk out the house and feel, not like I have to be completely put together, but feel pre- um, prepared. I guess yeah. is the word. Yeah,
0: I. Oh, and I don't want to make it sound like um, I that <laughs> I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. That. Being comfortable in your own skin, however you look is for me, that's like the goal of that's a self-confident person. Right. Um, especially for a woman who I think there's so many standards for us to live up to that we, we accept, we allow into our lives. And so that's where I stand, um, on that. So I don't know why I even said, I hope it's for you, but it,
1: no, and, that's good to clarify. Coming around coming out to,
0: um, yeah, that you're you're caring for yourself in a way that's different and good and healthy mm-hmm. from the sound of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're um, you've got the energy and you you want to engage in the world and you have these things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you love design and beauty and color, and so you're enjoying your things that you've acquired all these years now. That, to me, is what's right. magic. Right. Enjoying some of your things.
1: Right. And able to say, no. No, that doesn't look so great. Yeah. And it'll be cute on somebody else. They can have it. And then getting rid of it. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, have you gotten rid of things?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because um, we had text back and forth about me staging things to go. Yes. And I haven't had that room to do it because the room I used was his office. And ever since I gave up his office, it's just been a complete disaster. Well, in the last two weeks, I've, I've plowed through the living room downstairs. I literally can walk through it. Pathway? Pathway. And I use the word conveyor belt. What I mean is assembly line. Mm-hmm. And what stops me is okay, so let's say there's a box of receipts that I wanna go through. I have a hard time sitting in a big mess and going through receipts because there's kind of like there's a fire burning and I'm going through receipts. Like, um there's a fire and the house is burning and um Mary, there's more important things to be doing. That's how I feel. Mm. Oh, that's a great description. (laughs) (laughs) And so what I've discovered is assembly line thinking. And what I mean by that is there's a logical order to getting things done that if you work with the flow, it gets it done together. And it's kind of like it doesn't have to be me sitting and looking receipts. It could be me getting a whole bunch of stuff done, or I could pick up five receipts and get it done. I don't need to do this whole box, which is daunting. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring up receipts is um, receipts are the clues to where I was in my life. They have the date. They have the the um, item I bought. And it kind of pinpoints, oh, that's when I was this, at this job or dating that guy or whatever and somehow it brings um it proves I was alive and I've I've fought throwing things like that out for so long because it was the proof I was alive and what's funny is I don't need that proof anymore Mm. and I'm anxious to go through these receipts with a real eye and say I can probably these are all from 2005 bye-bye I don't need to go through each receipt. That's my goal. And so what I'm doing right now is setting up the assembly line. And I have it where I can probably devote an hour and just see how much you can get done in an hour and then close up shop. And that's what I'm going, That's how I'm going to tackle that, especially when I can be outside. I have a hard time being inside. So I do this to prepare so the next rainy day when I can't be outside or whatever, I can go down there. Or when there's a you know, time between something, I can just pick an hour and go down mm-hmm. there. So it's all prepped and ready to go. And the, the garage I have staged I was pre staged a couple days ago, but now I'm officially staged where I know which section I'm going to and which one I'm gonna tackle and I can actually reach it. Mm-hmm. So right now I have a the um truck filled with shoes. Isn't that mm. sad? A truck filled with shoes. Wow. I have more I can put in there. <laughs> and, um. How many pair do you think? Well, you had to think in terms of boxes. So right now I have probably one, two, three, four, five. ten boxes.
0: Ten. And like, these are like. Grocery carton boxes?
1: Um, Think in terms of, you know, those Apple boxes that are almost about the same footprint as a Cub Foods box. Yeah. Okay. About that size. 10 or 12 of those? Yeah. You said? Okay. These are shoes that I have tried to get rid of and won't for I don't know how long. For ever it seems. And um, I have this kind of deal where if I put something in the truck that's going, it kind of builds a momentum to add to it. Mm-hmm. And so I put them in there, that's like my focus, with the hopes that now I'll go to the house and pick up more and add to it. Kind of like, hey, all your friends are going, why don't you go with <laughs> And I found a place that takes shoes that if they're in bad shape, like they're falling apart, they recycle them. Hmm. And so I know they can discern, is this something to resell or give away, or is this something that has to be recycled? I don't need to worry about that, and it's just... Mm. Oh, yay. Yay. I know you... I'm very stuck with that. I'm getting better at throwing things out, though. Mm -hmm. I've decided I am not the keeper of the trash. (laughs) Even though I've been for all my life. Mm. So wow. yeah. Because I Okay, have to... there's another thing. <laughs> wow. Delicious. Well you have to keep in mind longer. that it's gonna end up in the trash someday anyway, right? That's
0: a good thought. <laughs> wow. I've never even really thought about it that way, but that is so true. <laughs> so it's good it, it, there's it's, just some phenomenal you're not changes save planet
1: earth alone. no it's okay. not going to happen and when i die they'd have to excavate my, my house <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not saving the earth that way anyway <laughs> oh Phew. boy the weight's just coming off mm-hmm. you mm-hmm so I'm moving faster. I'm making more decisions. Anytime I try to create a little castle, I've dismantled it before. I've created it completely. I caught my. I've catched myself. Mm-hmm. There's this this thing, and I think it's like think of it as a twitch. Like oh, must create something cu- cute with this. Nope, get rid of it. <laughs> That's <laughs> little little battles mm-hmm. I'm playing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yay! Wow.
0: So, 10, 12 boxes, I bet, yeah, I don't even know, 100 pair of shoes? Easily. Easily. And were those in that basement closet? walk well, in closet? They
1: originally clothes? were, and the humor in that is, um, I used to have, <laughs> You didn't get to see this, but around the corner, I had those, you know those little cubbies you can get for shoes? I had, let's think, one, two, three, four, maybe five of those. Plus, I had shelves. I made like a walk-in shoe closet. <laughs> you held out on me. You didn't show me that, huh? Well, I, was be- I had dismantled it before you oh, came. Oh, okay, okay. And um, that was my first step towards getting rid re- And I sold a lot of shoes. I can't even imagine how many shoes I've had. And um, what happened is they started coming apart. Some shoes, if you do I learned this. If you don't wear them, they come apart because they need the pressure of your foot to keep everything working, hmm. and then they start to crumble. The other thing that might happen, might cause it, is if you leave the window open for two years, <laughs> which is what I did. <laughs> I didn't know it. <laughs> huh. And, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I was I was thinking I was making progress. This is before you and I started recording, and I went to check out a corner of the room and realized that that's why it's been so cold all winter, the, door, the window has been open about this about oh an inch for at least two years because we had painted it two years before, and that was the only time I could think of as I, uh-huh. that I would have opened wow. it. So the, um, the cold and the hot, and the cold and the hot broke down my mm-hmm. shoes. Much, which is one way to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah let the leftover
0: spoil in your fridge and right. then you have no guilt. Right, right, right. exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, I've sold as many shoes as I possibly can um the rest of these even if they're cute they have to go Mm -hmm. and I'm just my my muscle for letting go is just getting bigger and bigger so I'll, I'll you know I still have this thing where I'll try on a shoe one last time but then I'm like nope gotta go awesome wow
0: so if I were to come to your house it sounds like I would see some progress, mm-hmm. some actual visual progress. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you have made internal progress um, that is bigger than that. Right. That is the most important thing that will allow you to keep going with this
1: for good. Yes. Right. I'm getting the skills that were never developed in the first place. Yeah. That's amazing. That's
0: good work. Yay! Yay, you! Well, maybe we should stop here, unless there's something else that you can think of that you wanted to share today. Um,
1: I can't think of anything.
0: Well, we'll have to catch up again. Um,
1: Maybe next time you come to the house. Yeah, that would be fun. (laughs) That would be really fun.
0: Thanks, Mary. All right, take care. Ends today's chronicle. Saving receipts was important because it proved that I was alive. That idea was completely foreign to me. I'm so glad she doesn't need that proof anymore. If you'd like to connect with us in between episodes, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Cluttercron. Many thanks to my brother Michael for his gorgeous music. Find him on lowlife.com. I'm Lori Koppelman. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.